Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, obviously on the road at the moment, but that's not why we're here. Today, we're going to be covering basically a tangent, but an update on the Israel-Hamas-Gaza entire situation, and we are going to be talking about Iran. So, in Iran news, Iran was actually surprised by Hamas's October 7th attack. Now, let's discuss the evidence here, which was laid out actually pretty well in a conference last week and reported on by AJ Vincennes and Elias Grohl of CyberScoop. And I think this is actually important, but I think it's really a key to understanding what is going on here. And I've got some speculation. Now, before we begin, as always, I want to say I do not care what your beliefs or your politics are. You could be for Israel, you could be for Palestine, you could be for both, one state, two state, whatever it is. The point is, this is facts on the ground. This is what we are seeing right now. Feel free to make your own conclusions. Feel free to support who you want to support. Now, here's what's happening because in the wake of Hamas's attack on Israel, researchers and cybersecurity firms started to observe an uptick in operations by hacktivists and state-sponsored hacking groups. But more than one month into the conflict, researchers are increasingly concluding that cyber operations linked to the war have been mostly opportunistic in nature and frequently exaggerated in terms of their impact. Now, in a pair of reports that were presented this past Thursday at the Cyber WarCon conference, in Arlington, Virginia, researchers from both Microsoft and the Google-owned Mandiant uh, described a wide range of uh, cyber operations, ranging from influence operations to ransomware attacks that have attempted to shape the conflict between Israel and Hamas. Now, shortly after uh, Hamas fighters crossed into Israel on October 7th, for example, researchers from two firms said that Telegram channels were spun up to disseminate videos of massacres that were being basically being carried out at kibbutzim. These are the little kibbutzes, like the communal farms uh, along the Gaza border that's obviously on the Israeli side. Now, that's obviously very interesting because, uh, of course, if they were planning on doing a social media war campaign, you think they would have done that ahead of time, uh, you know, not necessarily flagging, uh, you know, or, or uh, you know, basically giving the Israelis a heads up, hey, something's happening here, but here we are. Now, here's where it gets interesting, because let's talk about Iran, because pro-Iran mass media started picking up on those videos and amplifying them while a number of different hacktivist groups claim to have breached various Israeli critical infrastructure entities in what appeared to be exaggerated claims of cyber attacks. Now, taken together, the cyber operations around the conflict point towards an improvised effort. Quote, we have no evidence that Iranian or Iranian threat actors were actually prepared for the attack. Now, that is uh, basically uh, Simeon Kakpov. Kakpovi, excuse me, uh, a senior threat intelligence analyst at Microsoft. Now, having basically been caught flat-footed by the Hamas attack, uh, Iranian hacking groups instead used their existing operations and access to compromised systems and tried to pivot these operations in support of Hamas, again, according to Kakpovi. Now, Microsoft did not, for the record, did not observe Iranian-linked cyber activity until October 18th, about 11 days or so after the start of the actual ground conflict. Remember, October 7 is when Hamas hit Israel. Now, data collected by Microsoft on known Iranian-linked uh, hacking groups provides no evidence that the hacking groups uh, basically provided no evidence that the groups had pre-planned uh, cyber attacks aligned with Hamas's October 7th attack. Uh, this is according to the researchers, which then obviously bolsters claims from senior U.S. government officials that Iran was likely not directly involved with the planning and execution of the attack. They're obviously been supplying public and material support 
in the wake of that, but it seems like the Iranians might have been caught flat-footed, just like the Israelis were. And so as they spun up uh, operations, the Iranian-linked group made exaggerated claims to their impact of their operations, including a purported ransomware attack on a military facility by a group known as the Soldiers of Solomon. They are linked to uh, Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. On top of that, the attack included claims of massive data exfiltration and screenshots of internet-connected cameras to the facilities. The compromised cameras, according to researchers, were actually located across scattered sites outside any one defined uh, region, suggesting that, quote, despite Iran's actor's strategic claims, this camera example was ultimately a case of adversaries continuing to opportunistically discover and compromise vulnerable connected devices and try to reframe this routine work as more impactful in the context of the current conflict. Now, while, for the record, it's unclear how attacks on internet-connected cameras have figured into Hamas's military operations, Israeli authorities nevertheless appear to be concerned about the risks they pose, of course, including possible targeted aids for rocket attacks. In other words, if the camera you know, that's hacked sees, let's say, oh, there's a whole bunch of, you know, cluster of Israeli soldiers there. Well, then maybe that's where Hamas targets the rockets, obviously attempting to do maximum damage and death. Now, Israeli national security agencies reported uh, basically wanting greater access to domestic cameras, including the ability uh, to hack them as well. And so obviously, if the Israelis, the Iranians can get into them, <laughs> the Israelis want to as well. Researchers also cautioned that as the conflict between Israel and Hamas drags on, attacks in the digital arena may ramp up. And I would have to imagine they'd be a lot more coordinated at that point. Uh, you know, the relatively low level cyber operations observed in this conflict so far um, basically are reflective of the participants' political calculations, which may change as time goes on. And so while you've got, let's say, a whole bunch of cheerleaders for Hamas, you've got supporters of Israel, et cetera, et cetera, all ramping up cyber operations, uh, they're obviously taking at least some kind of direction or coordination with the two, you know, existing conflicted parties, Hamas, uh, you know, Israel, and then obviously these smaller jihadi groups within the Gaza area, such as Palestine, uh, Palestine Islamic Jihad and um, the PL, PFLC, I think is the third largest one. So, so anyway, the point is, is that this is going to continue. I would predict, as I think most knowledgeable people would predict, that it's going to continue to ramp up. And if you're obviously caught flat-footed, then you're basically coming out of the gate saying, yes, yes, we're helping too, we're helping too, exaggerating claims, which actually have the net benefit, uh, if you're exaggerating claims, of forcing researchers to start to look into this. So it could be a diversionary tactic. It could be designed to keep people tied up, meaning like researchers and, and other cyber warfare uh, outfits and operators on the other side of the conflict tied up, you know, basically having to back and look at these claims because, you know, if, if the Iranians, for example, really did get into, let's say, a secure facility and whatnot, that's obviously a very serious issue, but that takes manpower essentially to, to make sure that that has been excised or the Iranian hackers have been excised from there, et cetera, et cetera. So this isn't going away anytime soon. But what I think this also indicates, though, is that if Iran was not ready, like right out of the gate, you know, to coordinate with this attack, then odds are, while they've all been in support, they weren't expecting this either, meaning Hamas basically just hit, didn't notify anybody. Uh, they might have done that for their own operational security because, you know, maybe there's an Israeli spy in the Iranian government that would say, oh my God, Hamas is about to attack next week and they'll let the Israelis know. So we don't know the logic here, but but by all indicators on the cyber warfare front, it's really indicative of essentially everybody being caught flat foot, not just the Israelis, but I think the entire region minus actually the group that launched the attack, which was Hamas. So we're going to see where this goes, but that is your news of the day. And obviously as this war continues to unfold and this conflict continues to 
sevenfold, whatever you want to call it. You know, the only thing that I hope for is a peaceful resolution and uh, no more innocent loss of life. And, and, and that would be ideal. I'm not naive. It's not coming anytime soon, but I definitely hope it comes sooner than later. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel, feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.